Podcast. This is the Blockade Pimple Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Freebus, a.k.a. Shut Your Trap. Joining me, as always, halfway across the world, why is Jared Morgan? Howdy ho! Howdy ho! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, um, folks, we had a little bit of a, um, a gap, you might say, with our recording. Mm, and it's all my fault. It is all Jared's <laughs> fault, but that's okay. Because I had scheduling issues. Yes. Um, so... <laughs> um, so the fact that Jared has scheduling issues, we wanted to get onto a schedule that works for Jared. Uh, just giving you guys a heads up. We're going to be pretty much now on an every two-week schedule, um, mm. every other week. Which means, unfortunately, I'm sorry to say, yes, Zen is going to be having another one of their uh, the pinball show uh, this upcoming week. We will be reacting to it, just not as quickly as some of you might hope for. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So oh, we'll be doing it. Yeah, we'll Guaranteed. be doing it. Um, it'll just be uh, the week after it comes out. Um, yeah. Just in case any of you, I want to get that out of the way right now. Um, mm. You know, because what's interesting is we saw. Well, I was having a bit of a look over the uh, the YouTube stats, Chris, and that was a very popular episode. Like us dissecting out the information from from the pinball show. So we'll obviously keep doing that for you folks. Uh, because you seem to enjoy it, um, our our rampant speculation <laughs> from from a uh, show. We can we can. I reckon we'll be able to get another sixty minutes out of a twenty minute show. Oh, I'm I'm um, sure that we'll be we'll be up for that. Um, hmm. And it also kind of depends. I mean, I guess depends the thing covered, is, really. I don't think that we're going to be getting any like super hot news this kind of time yeah. around. Uh, like no. having a new pinball FX drop. You know, that obviously. Res- requires an immediate response <laughs> yeah that's right we can't muck around with that but i don't i don't expect that zen's going to be doing that kind of a drop every single episode i mean it'd be great if they did but... it would be for us especially for content yeah <laughs> yeah yeah perfect <laughs> um so anyway that's that's the heads up um i had a couple of people message me going what's going on with you guys how can you are you we're dead? Just, yeah. What's we're, going on? <laughs> we're, we're just aligning the show to match scheduling issues. Because, again, life gets in the way, and it doesn't help us being on literally opposite sides of the world. <laughs> it, is, it is tricky. Hey, I don't know, if, Chris, if you've noticed the, um, the new addition to the artwork behind me at the moment. You know, I saw a post that you uh, did that uh, obviously shows them in much clearer view. But, yes, Jared's decorated his room with uh, some... Rick and Morty and some Beavis and Butthead, but uh, there's things inside their heads. Yeah, there's there's uh, stuff on top of their heads, and it's um, it's from this Art is for Losers uh, exhibition that was at Netherworld. And there's something about the posters, the the art you could buy the prints for like twenty five bucks or the framed originals for eighty, and they they were gone. Like the the eighty dollar ones were snapped up probably I think on the day of those prints because they're wow. very popular. Um, but, um, yeah, the prints were 25 bucks. So I just went and got, you know, the, the, the pigeon pairs and, um, went down to Ikea and got like the really nice frames for 15 bucks. And there you go. I've got a nice little art collection there now for like less than about, I don't know, 160 Australian. So not bad. If you, if you want a better view of those, well, that's where you get go onto my you, Insta. You go onto yeah. his Insta or cause I don't really do my Instagram, but, uh, I saw him on Jared's Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I was on Twitter. Yeah, I posted in both places. So check out the little wing thing down the bottom there. Sorry, this side. Yeah, yeah. there you go. There you go. I know it's 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 hard <laughs> when you don't mirror yourself backwards. backwards. <laughs> this way. Yeah, 
Yeah, something so like yeah, that. go check them out. They're really cool. So um, yeah, I hope they do more art installations like that because I've got bare walls I need to fill. Uh, what else has been going on in the in the gap there? Um, I for those of you, you know, I'll, I'll mention these things now and then. Uh, things that I've been watching. Um, for those of you that uh, in these COVID times have just you're at wit's end and you need something to really brighten your day by, but still not pandering to you. Uh, I highly recommend that show, Ted Lasso. Um, it's like a oh, bright, it's so good. It's like a bright ray of sunshine. It is never mean, and yet it is thoroughly adult. Oh, it's <laughs> properly adult, and it's not about soccer. Or oh, sorry, football. If you're in the UK, <laughs> it's 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 based around that sport. But this was what put me off the show initially when watching it. But then so many people told me you have to watch Ted Lasso, and I did. And I went, why did I wait so long? Like it was such a good, good show. Like I don't know if they're doing another one. But no, I'm sure are. they're. I'm sure they're doing another season. But it's not just that the content is good. Like I said, it's it's also one of those just you're never feeling a sense of dread while watching it. Instead, you're kind of like, oh, I wonder how it's going to work out. It's not. Yes. Oh, I wonder when things are going to turn bad. It's no. How are things going to work out? <laughs> yeah, because because the thing is that like the shows when it starts, it's already pretty bad. <laughs> so they they can only really go up from where they start the uh, the series. Yeah, um, you know. So it's it's about the rise to glory, I guess. Um, and it's great. Yeah, it's no, very it's, nuanced. It's it's, it's mm. very it's it's fantastic. So I just wanted to uh, throw that out there for those of you that. Uh, are looking for some viewing that will uplift you, but not pander to you at the same time. <laughs> Absolutely. So definitely two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. There you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you doing the two thumbs up just remind. I don't know if you guys over there in Australia, I wouldn't, don't know why you would know of them, but uh, back yeah. in the day, Siskel and Ebert, they were famous. Oh yeah. That's, that's my reference to it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Somebody has gone and found their old movie reviews for classic, but like you know, Empire Strikes Back or Raiders of the Lost Ark. Wow. And yeah. they've, they've been at it for a long time, right? Oh God. Yeah. They were yeah, yeah very long time. They, they tried to, they found the best video source, you know, of theirs, you know, try and clean up the VHS waves and, and you know, all that mm. stuff. But then whenever they go to the movie clip, they throw in the full, you know, HD version of the movie clip that they're talking about, <laughs> which is kind of jarring, but it's kind of cool at the same time. Because, and I don't know if they're showing exactly what what they were showing. Um, I mean, it's the, definitely the same moment, but I don't know if that they were showing that long of the clip that they were doing. But it's still kind of cool to just see. It like oh oh hey that's that's much better than watching some bad wavy pan and scan version of what they were talking well, about. Exactly. You know, it's funny. We've got a similar sort of couple, movie couple here in Australia. We call they they're called Margaret Pomerantz and David Stratton, and they've been doing this show on the special broadcasting service or SBS as it's known here um, for years as well. Probably not as long as those two dudes. But still, a very long time. Like they were doing it when I was a kid, and yeah. I'm 41. So they've been at this for a long time, and their um they, their show is called the Movie Show, and they have just reviewed a pile of movies. Like David Stratton, and like he's just a, a the movie critic for Australia, I think. And there you go. So there's there's the extent there of our there's the extent of our movie talk and entertainment talk today. We're going to dive into. Our typical pinball talk. 
Um, mm. Today's show is going to be a little bit uh, critical. <laughs> Possibly. It is, and I'm sure we're probably going to get flack for it. Yeah, because... so, so pull up your britches. And, uh, but this is not meant to... It's not meant to slam anybody. It's more no. meant to try and hey, give a listen and try and improve. <laughs> you know, and the it's, thing it's is constructive that, criticism. Let's put it the, that way. It definitely, well, it definitely will be. We'll both, I think, we'll both pick each other up if we're being too negative. But I think we've already we know the pattern that we want to go for with this. So I think we'll be okay. But the thing is, the the subject we're going to be talking about. The there's definitely a, um, a I guess a pattern out there that this company does actually listen. And uh, I think based on that, there might be a hope Yes, that perhaps some of our thoughts may, I mean, you know, we are just two people, you know, obviously they, they will need to listen and listen to this with a grain of salt and do what they want with it if they even listen at all. But it's still going to be interesting, I think. Spoiler alert, we're going to talk about at games. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but let's first talk about some uh, uh, issues that are kind of coming up with both at games and arcade one up with their pinball, mm. and that is shipping and delivery. So it's not easy. <laughs> no, um, currently with arcade one up, the Star Wars pinball cab has been arriving in people's homes. Um, they have yes. been getting those shipments. Unfortunately, some of those people are then going and posting that their DMD screen is having mixing pixels, or mm. there's issues with the main monitor, like just plain cutting out or being yeah. uh, hyper bright. Yeah, some real contrast issues and color issues with some of these monitors coming out. And I don't know um, if I'm, I'm hoping this is just a, a rare occurrence, um, not across the board occurrence. It's hard to you know, tell mm. when, because who usually posts these things? People that are complaining. People that love yeah. the product don't sit there and go, oh yeah, my contrast is perfect and that be their post because nobody wants to read that. Yeah. No <laughs> one cares. Nobody cares. That's, that's <laughs> a problem. Like, when you, you're right, Chris. Like this, the, the problem you have is when you're looking at these Facebook forums, it's it's usually negativity or problems. And sometimes, depending on the forum, it is positivity and, hey, look, I love my game. Um, uh, the Toy Shock forum actually is normally pretty positive. There's a lot of happy customers with that. But then everybody goes, yeah, 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 you're a homer. (laughs) It's in your home. Of course you're going to love it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, but, you know, there you go. Um, Take it as you will. But I do want to just point out something that I know is not available on the Arcade 1-Up cabinet. Um, This would be a software thing. So, hi, Zen. Um, Mm. There should be, actually, the hardware end would be uh, Arcade 1-Up you should offer the ability to change the brightness and contrast on the monitor. That should just be Oh, a absolutely. I don't know that why that's should. not a setting. Yep. Um, because... like it needs, I don't know how they would do it, like whether they just have physical control somewhere or well, whether they're working in the software. Here, do they do it me... on, the, on the arcade one-ups? On the, on the cab that I have, if you go into yeah. the back and you reach up, there is actually... Contrast, contrast and, and brightness that you can mess with. So, it's not so easy to get to, and you would need literally two people, one person standing at the front going, yeah, I like that, and the other person physically doing the control. <laughs> it's like it's like tuning the aerial on the roof. Like yes. you have to have someone going, yeah, that's good. Okay, a little bit to the left. <laughs> yeah, so not ideal. Just put it in there 
as accessibly accessibly so that people can change it accordingly because i did that indeed my the street fighter uh, it was way too washed out was, for me it was blown out yeah. yeah and so i knocked it down quite a bit um and got it to more my liking um sacrificing the lower end like you know how much you move your head what is still showing but yeah i mean there are sacrifices you make but I still think it should be a software option right there in the in the or, options. Or, yeah, if there's some way of tying it into the actual software itself, they actually have an interface into the monitor. But, right. I mean, I don't know if... There's one thing we're not sure about with the Arcade 1UP um, screens is if they do have the um, the tuning controls on the monitor or whether it's just a panel and that's it. Right. Um, hopefully... Someone will actually flip the top up. I'm sure Mel could tell us because he's got he's got one of these cabinets. We could probably yes. ask him a question to see if there is tuning controls on it. The uh, um, now the part that I wish that Zen would step in because I'm hearing this and seeing examples on YouTube, uh, hmm. the nudging and the sensitivity of it. Oh yeah, I really do think that um, you should be allowed to tweak, it. <laughs> tweak the sensitivity of your nudging as opposed to just being on or off. And the reason that I say that is even when you're using a controller and you yeah. go ahead and you do your nudge, well, if I do a, a, a harsh nudge, it does a full strength nudge. If I do soft, it does a soft nudge. Right. Um, on my pin sim cabinet, I actually went into Windows and I was able to tune what the accelerometer sensitivity was. Because okay. at first it was literally if I pushed the button, it would tilt. <laughs> like right. I'm like I just all I did was I pushed my button so I had to knock down the sensitivity on that so I know that right. it functions and plays and you know that should be if they they should do some degrees of nudge I just think allow it there and that's something that Ad Games has in theirs oh yeah right yeah well that's yeah I think that's definitely something that okay why not should sort out I think this sounds like there is a calibration option in the the RK one up cabinet, although not having used it, I don't know what it does. Like whether the whether it will actually level things out for you if you actually calibrate again when it's installed, I don't know. So because you know we don't have the cabinet, so we can't test it. So no. unfortunately, we're we're living vicariously through everyone else at the moment. Which, by the way, it can be exceedingly frustrating because a lot of the comments that we read and hear. We're like, clearly, you've never played these games on PC. <laughs> mm. Or you've never played digital pinball at all. At all. Or this you don't understand uh, what they're trying to achieve. And so I know that one of the things that Jared uh, was commenting on this past week, uh, somebody was complaining about, oh, it's in th the arcade 1UP cab in theory is really only a 15-inch monitor because that's how much of the actual play field is filling up. You have. And they were talking about yeah, the Star I, Wars cabs. Yeah. I, the, I just couldn't quite get that. It's like, no. Because the, the they were complaining there's too much dead space apron. in the apron. Well, here's the yeah. thing. It's a wide-body table. <laughs> yeah, it's a wide-body table. Most of and the these, Star Wars tables are wide-body tables. Yeah, they are. And not only that, but like they were designed for PC play. They were designed for PS4 and Xbox. Like and what they've done is they've gone and put them into a pinball machine using a like a an adjusted cabinet mode, 
But these machines were fantasy tables. They were made-up tables that Zen had done, and they're not the same as a regular standard size apron belly williams table for example so right it's part of the aesthetic of these tables that yes you do have a lot of apron area because they often put a lot of animated characters and features onto that apron like it actually acts in a lot of places like a stage for these characters to interact on so it's purposely designed like that and while you may think that the play field is smaller it doesn't actually detract from the gameplay at all like the way that they've designed the game and the shots and the shot making and everything like that, it's designed to work within that form factor flawlessly. So while your visibility or your play area may be reduced, they've actually catered for that in the design of the table. Yeah. Because, um, you know, remember that these tables, when they were originally released, they were designed to be played in landscape format, not portrait format. So just to, like if you've never played these before as a consumer, uh, and you're wondering what it was like on a, a landscape screen, think think about that. Like you're actually, if you're using that analogy, it's probably like a, a like a five centimeter play field. If you think about the the way it's actually oriented on a, yeah. like a, a landscape screen. So I, I don't really know how to answer that question except saying that well, it's by design. So. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, quit comparing it to things that were designed for, you know, their reproductions from an actual cabinet. Kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, yeah. the the option just, just would have had a wider cabinet. I guess. I I don't know. That's that's where you're dealing with trying to cram something into the confines of a sixteen by nine monitor. You know? Yes. Um. All right. Those are the. Oh yeah. So those are those are kind of the the issues that uh, Arcade One Up is having right now. Uh, nobody has received their Marvel pinball yet. And nobody really knows when their Attack from Mars cabinets are coming, which sold out like that on Best Buy's pre-order. Yeah. Other than I, Jared, I you see, seem to see have seen something. I did. I, I did actually see on Twitter, and I think Mel actually retreated it, saying that's hot. Um, but it was a Marvel and a uh, Star Wars cabinet side by side with some topper. Oh, that was Cool on. Toys, uh, Doug's. Yeah, he oh, yeah. had both of his side by side, just kind of showing off uh, his yeah. fandom. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that that looked really nice. Like having him together like that. Oh, it makes you go. I might. <laughs> I yeah, don't know if I could just have one because <laughs> he got the he got the Marvel cab for review, and then he had ordered the Star Wars cab. So that's why oh, that's got, right. That's why he's got both that's why of those. he's got two. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, so who that. knows? There's possibility that mid March. I guess AFM might start shipping. That's based off of some mm. date that Jared saw. Well, put it this way. I'm going to be uh, having a look around Costco every day um, okay. <laughs> around from about 17th of March onwards uh, to see if I could spot one of these things in the wild. And if I see one, I'll absolutely take photos yeah. of it for you guys. Um, um, now, on yeah. the flip side, should point out, uh, we heard some numbers about Arcade 1UP and what the demand for these things are. Mm. Uh, it's rather astounding. Completely threw them off guard. And yeah. uh, it's nothing but good. We'll get into why it's nothing but good in just a moment, because it's also nothing but good for at games. Same situation. Mm. They are blowing through. They're on their fourth wave of accepting pre-orders. Pre-orders, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's... Fourth, fourth wave. 
they've got to be happy about that, right? Like, yeah. The risks the risk they took on this product is well and truly paying off, just as IK One Ups gamble was. And exactly. Like almost like round of applause to everyone, right, for backing it. Because right. this means it opens up a huge amount of opportunities for these companies to innovate in this space. So yeah. now, unfortunately, really <laughs> they're still only taking payments from the Wave 1 people. Yeah. Uh, the Wave yeah. 4 people, I don't think, I think they said that they could maybe expect sometime around May that mm. they'd be catching delivery. Here's the bummer with that. They're supposed to hit retail in about June. Now, with, with yeah. I mean, obviously, hey, you want to pre-order so that you guarantee you got it rather than, you know, stocking a store waiting for their shipments to come in to be mm. able to potentially yeah. get one. But it is kind of a rub that if you're doing that way for, and you get yours in May and you paid the 100 to $200 of shipping on this thing, only to then find out that, oh, I could have just gone down the block and picked it up myself and saved myself yeah. that money. That's kind of a, that's kind of a bummer. That will sting a little bit. <laughs> But I think you know the people who are hanging around, like under, like the people who are actually going, I want to get in on wave four, probably already understand. You know what? I'm doing this pre-order so I can guarantee to get it, and I'm gonna wear the two hundred dollars shipping or whatever it is, one hundred dollars, just so I get it. Yeah, um, I mean that is the whole point of a pre-order. Exactly right. It's like saving yourself the really, headache. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, you're gonna headaches... get it sometime. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, headaches have hit some of the users in terms of... So, Ad Games is constantly, uh, from what everybody posts, they're constantly doing updates on yeah. on this. Uh, yeah. I guess one of the last big. updates bricked the unit for everybody. Yeah, that's um, not ideal. <laughs> when, I say, when I say bricked, I'm not saying that it completely foobarred it to the point of now it doesn't work. It's not rendering of death bricking. Um, yes, red ring. <laughs> yes, that, yeah, we haven't heard the red ring of death in a while, have we? That's right. That's yeah. That's a blast of the past. <laughs> um, but instead, it was just making it so that they couldn't play anything on their cabinet. Yeah, it just wouldn't boot. It like, wouldn't boot. You could, yeah. access, you could access the update bootloader system, but just you couldn't play. There was something yeah. wrong with the. the ROMs. And the sub part is, is that it means even the things that you were offline had loaded into your cab, you were not able to play. Um, mm. So people were having to basically revert to default initial factory setting, uh, and and then roll back, roll back, and then waiting for the next update to roll out so that they could well, tweak and go forward. Um, I mean, these things happen. Obviously, I've only got one thing to say about this: software's hard. It is um, rolling updates, you know, across even if you control your own hardware ecosystem, like Act Games do. There's always going to be some problem. Um, so, you know, that being said, it is a little worrisome, uh, the fingers of that games constantly poking at your unit. (laughs) Mm, Well, yes, I don't know whether you could, and anyone with an at games cabinet, please do confirm this. I wonder if you could optionally say, let me install updates when I want rather than automatically deploy them. Um, because if that was the case, I would almost be the cautious consumer and enable that feature. Um, so I could basically have all the, uh, the bleeding edge early adopters confirm that the thing doesn't brick my system. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's, that's the pro tip. If it's available for me, that's what you do. <laughs> having, having fallen victim to that several times with software updates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so let's get to the good news with all this. Mm. Yeah. Obviously both these companies are, 
far exceeding what they thought that the uh, demand for this stuff would be, which is fantastic. I mean, who thought that pinball would be doing this? And obviously, it's they were both of them were yeah, both of them were probably basing their numbers off of you know their their arcade cabs. I would think. Probably. Yeah, well, they, that's the only bit of actual data they have, so they'd probably be doing that. Yeah, I would yeah. think. So it's interesting that the pinball cabs, I don't know if they're doing necessarily better at you know right off the bat from what mm. the arcade cabs did, but it seems to definitely have caught them off guard. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I think they're a little surprised at how many how much people want one of these things. So what does that mean for us? Well, let's look at in terms of let's start with at games what it or not excuse me, start with the arcade one up and what that means, mm. especially with Zen involved. You can almost guarantee that there's going to be a... I would say they're going to brand it Jurassic Park um, just because that will sell in retail. But it's a universal uh, licensed table with all the universal stuff in it. I can almost guarantee that that's rolling forward. And people have found box art that indicated that. I don't know if it was photoshopped, but... Well, probably yeah. the internet is pretty good at photoshopping. Yes, it's hard to believe when you don't see it directly from the source. Um, yeah. But it also means that... Can you imagine... This would make purchasing something like, let's say, Adam's Family, you know, paying for mm. that license, would make so much more sense because you know that that cab would sell like hotcakes and the stores oh, would probably want that actually in their stores. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be able to predict how many units of those they would sell. I don't think there would be a ceiling to it. Like <laughs> they could, they could mint thousands of them and they would sell. Right. Like, so basically it takes yeah. the risk from Zen yeah, and from Arcade One Up because they would have to also secure the licensing, but it takes that risk away from them in terms of mm. having to pay what might be an exorbitant price for the license to know that hey, there's a big customer base though waiting for exactly that. Um, so it makes like, makes it a lot easier to approve. <laughs> yep, that sort absolutely. of thing. It also, I think, opens up the door for again, take it, take Adam's family. Boom! You pay for that license. You put that on, slap that on a cab. Now, what other tables are you going to fill on with it? Here come your Zen originals that are unlicensed. You know, yeah, you, th- you throw those on. Yep. Those just become the bonus gravy. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like you've got your core table of Adam's family, and then maybe one other Belly Williams table to complement it, and then a whole lot of other um, ancillary tables. And you know, we see that model with with Arcade One Up with their. Um, like cabinets with multiple versions of, pardon me, Pac-Man on, and then some random game. Well, just look like, at what they did with, uh, uh, what are they calling it, the Midway Legends uh, cab yeah. with the Mortal Kombat, and it's got mm. all these Midway titles slopped in. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a 12 and one cab. Uh, that thing has just been, like, according to the, the app game, and the, the app game, I, I, I switched between these so easily, sorry. Um, the arcade Quit naming up. your companies um, with both starting with A. Uh, a, it's hard. <laughs> Too many A's, man. Too many A's. Anyhow, so, yeah, arcade one up like, announced they were a little bit surprised at just how well that product was received in the marketplace, and they go, like, you know, it's, it's like, so in demand. 
So that's a really good indication that people want these like really quite marquee label brands. And why shouldn't that translate to pinball? Like, you know, right. it's it's such an obvious thing. You're right. Like it makes a lot of sense. So there's where it's a good thing for them having the licenses that they do um, or the ability to go after certain licenses that they do mm. that uh, it, it makes it less dangerous uh, that, that they're not going to earn their money back for the, yeah. the, the outlet. Reduces risk directly. Right. Yeah. With ad games, I think it opens up the whole possibility of what people are willing to pay for their hardware. And... Because that's really the value proposition that mm-hmm. that at games is all about. They're not necessarily about the software included. They're about the possibilities with the hardware, and that's really their selling point. So um, you're right; it's going to be very interesting. <laughs> because hopefully they'll they will invest more in that initial design phase, or just you know mm. further design, um, maybe. Uh, Maybe in terms of, I mean, I keep on coming back to it, but just like that whole idea of where they put their ports on that needs the a bit of pinball. Come on, you know, you know what you're really selling. We all know what you're really yeah. selling. You're not yeah. selling this cabinet with the software that's in it. You're selling this cabinet mm-hmm. for the potential of what software it can play um, based yeah. off of oh, what absolutely. people plug into it. So put the plug in a place that works when connecting to a computer. So that yep. you're not seeing these gross cables coming off the top of the machine. Everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. That's 100% true. Um, they, so they spend a little bit that. more on the design phase uh, and get those features that make it so much easier for those add-ons that people are, are wanting to do. Um, and we're going to get into... Uh, At Games put out a survey... Yeah, and this survey this is, is rather telling right? in terms of where At Games' head is at, and I think especially mm. knowing what their marketplace is, that it opens up a lot of possibilities. So we're going to get to the survey. We're going to take it here. Um, yeah, we're going to do it live. Do basically. it live. Yes. Yeah. Um, get our. Get... I believe it's actually closed now officially. Um, they they were doing they were taking responses up until Friday, I think. Right. So, yeah, um, I mean, I copied we'll... it, and you know, so no, we're not we. I already submitted my thoughts. I'm sure. So did I. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah um, totally. But it thought yeah. it would be fun to just kind of do as a as a, a, a talking point for us. So we're going to get mm. to that. But there is some things that Ad Games is doing that I think will help inform the survey. And I'm wanting to kind yeah. of talk about some of these because the more and more I see these things, the more and more I realize that the Ad Games. And all this is really kind of aimed directly at the Legends Pinball. It's not mm. aimed at their ultimate arcade. Um, although a lot of it, you know, this conversation kind of goes that direction. But um, I truly believe that the Legends Pinball, it's a loss leader. It they, yeah. they knock the price really low because now I'm seeing the prices of all the add-ons. And the prices of yeah. the add-ons are like, holy crap. you got to yeah. be kidding me. <laughs> they are not cheap at no. all. Um, no. So they just did their uh, owner's day, national yeah. owner's day. Um, I think it was the second time that they've done this. And so they revealed some product and pricing and, and things like that. So I thought we yeah. might take a look 
um, at some yeah, let's of have this. a look at the add-ons and stuff. So let's get. look at the main add-on that is for the uh, Legends Pinball, and that is this. It is a proper a joystick control panel. control panel. Yeah, with uh, with you know fighting stick buttons and the trackball, basically allowing you to play all those other games that uh, you can play on their arcade net service. Yes. Um, this is the kind of add-on that we had heard that Arcuda was going to be wanting to put onto their unit. Um, yeah, swappable, that's right. You know, you, it's the apron. Modular playfield. Yeah, yeah that's right. Makes a lot of I sense. Mean, makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. Um, how much would you pay for this item, Jared? <laughs> um, I'll show you another picture of this item, which I believe is... This is what this you one. get yeah, out of the box. this is what you get out of the box. Yeah. Um, so, so that would just drop in, plug a cable in, boom, you're ready to go. Um, you know, slap the uh, the edges back on, and drop it in, and yeah. everything. As you can see, all you see is the the, the perspex top of the thing. You don't right. see all the ugly ugly naked wood and stuff. Right. Um, so you're gonna see it just oh, like look, that. Yeah, it looks just like that. Nice so, and nice and clean, nice and neat. Looks. I don't know. I reckon. Oh, well, it looks like the. Everything looks pretty decent on there, like the buttons and everything. I'd, I'd go like a hundred US for that. That's what I would. That's what I would tend to think. Hundred US yeah. would seem fair. No, yeah. they want two hundred US. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which uh, seems sure. rather exorbitant. Now, I kind of believe what they're thinking here is they have their Legends Gamer deck. You know, that just kind of sits onto your lap. Yeah. And I think that that's probably about how much that one is. And so it's almost like maybe they don't want to price one too low to devalue the other. Except for I would say, but the only way this thing works is if you plug it into yeah, Legends Pinball it's... that you already purchased. <laughs> um, yeah, it's got no it's got no embedded games in it. It's just a control panel. Yeah. So I'm not sure if... I mean, probably, you know, when you think of the cost, probably... The actual circuit board with all the games on it and that actually isn't that much more. It's probably the hardware that is where most of the cost is. Like the yeah, but even the buttons. hardware, you know, you figure the joystick, like, the joystick and buttons, you can buy that on Amazon for twenty five bucks. bucks. Yeah, the, the trackball is probably a different matter. Trackball costs a little mm, bit more, like um, 50, I don't know, fifty. Yeah, but that's like, again not buying in bulk. Yeah, but that, would that be how much it would cost to buy one? Just I think it's around forty bucks. Is, okay. is so, you know, for for I mean they've ranged between forty and ninety bucks. I doubt that they're using mm-hmm. the really high grade trackball. Um, no, I don't think so. You know, and but, and this doesn't even have a a spinner dial on it, which is also kind like, of interesting. Like their, like their Legends Arcade suit, like right. Um, yeah. Nor do you have the ability to do two player. No, uh, you know, two joysticks. So I don't know. I just I think that two hundred is that's, that's steep. That is steep. Yeah. Um, I do want to point out... It'll sell, though. Oh, yeah, it'll sell. You see it'll this little sell. cutout area here? I believe this is where the exciter goes. Uh, yep, that will be where it goes. There's a complaint people have been having with the exciter because, obviously, all you're attaching to is this thin piece of plastic or mason or, mm-hmm. or I don't know what it is, Lexan. Anyway, yeah. again, it's a speaker. Yeah. Speakers vibrate. Speakers vibrate. Just snap. <laughs> and people, right. people have been complaining that if you put it on any the volume on anything but low, all you hear it is the rattling. Parts. You don't even it hear. All the time. Yeah. yeah. Just, 
Yeah. But if you put it on low, then you can't feel it. <laughs> so, yep. What's the point? <laughs> I, I can't really be. I can't really be complimentary about the the way they've handled that. I the, tell you, I think the Exciter was an afterthought. I think that honestly, I like believe it. that they didn't think that One Up was going to pull it off. And yeah, with the solenoids, with the solenoids, um, mm. I, I don't believe that they thought that they were going to pull it off. And then all of a sudden, One Up did pull it off, and they went, "Oh crap! Well, we did say we were going to put haptic. I guess we have to do this." And then they quickly discovered that you can't just put it under wood because nobody will ever feel that. It needs to be no. closer. <laughs> and and then and they wouldn't have affected. They wouldn't have factored in the fact that you know to integrate solenoids like RK One Up did. You've actually got to code that. Yeah. Um, or at least have a special interface board, which would have blown out the bill of materials. Which is, I was just going to say, sorry, folks, Farsight nor Zachariah coded for solenoids. All they've coded no. for is controller, rumble, yeah, and the audio. The exciters are based entirely off of audio, which yes. here comes downfall number two. <laughs> is the rub. Here's the rub. Um, Farsight's, all their stuff is in mono. Yeah. So, so there's no positional. You don't, you cannot tap into any stereo feed positionally and work out where things to fire. Uh, yeah, you, you flipping the left flipper, you feel it still in your right hand. Yeah. It's, it's not stereo. It's not directional. No. The, this is the advantage with that Zen has here is that all the mechanical effects are stereophonic. Yeah. Uh, and they are positional, which makes me wonder. I wonder if that's how they managed their solenoid, like positional solenoids, and worked out where to fire it based on their mechanical noises. I think it's probably more advanced than that. I think they would have. I do too. Done. I don't think they're doing it off of audio. I think it's coding. I think it's actually probably almost tapping into the switch triggers for each of those mm-hmm. objects mm-hmm. because they can. They. They they have very very deep integration into the software. Like that's how they can do pop up scores and stuff like that. Yeah. When pop bumpers are firing, like as an aside, that's the thing that really surprised me with Belly Williams when I started playing those tables. And you had the score, the first pop up score set to one, so everything scored. Like just seeing the difference in how each of these things scored based on what you were doing in the game was really kind of fascinating to me. Right, because you don't realize. You don't where a lot of your score comes from. <laughs> no, and you go, oh well, that's actually pretty lucrative if you shoot it up there. So it was, yeah. it's kind of really neat. Anyhow, circling back to the original discussion, uh, yeah, the the whole mono based sound um, is tricky. Now, I think Zachariah they do actually have stereophonic effects for their mechanical sounds for memory. Hmm. Um, playing with cans on, I'm pretty sure. Like these on, you can you can hear that the left flippers actually are left aligned and the right ones okay. are right. So perhaps when Zachariah comes along um, and gets uh, and folks can actually get those loaded onto the um, the, um, the ALP, um, or that might actually then start to pay off with those exciters, hopefully. But uh, the the fact that their design, their underlying design, being that close to the um, the control panel and and the vibration aspect needs to be addressed in version two of this cabinet. Yeah. yeah. Really does. They really need to put some thought into it. Um, okay. Other accessories that uh, you can purchase for, mm. that you would maybe want to purchase for your Legends pinball also, um, based on what you have here. They have the uh, their light gun. Cool. Right. Now, this is kind of interesting. You're wondering, what the heck is this? Hey, look, more branding. Le- yeah. Guys, really? <laughs> 
Enough with the branding. Good you know lord. Do you, know, you know what I've, I've found? This admittedly was in a um, an RK One Up forum, the Aussie one that I'm a member of. Someone had posted a uh, satirical post in there about they had a, I think it was a uh, an At Games cabinet and a RK um, One Up pinball cabinet. Yeah, it was. But the the RK One Up, I don't know that it's pinball because it doesn't tell me it's pinball, and I don't know who it's made from because it doesn't have. Yeah, how am I supposed to know who made this <laughs> you, this item? <laughs> how, how am I even supposed to know that it's pinball because it doesn't have pinball plastered all over it? So, yeah, ease up. I, I guess that you know branding is important when you have a company, but there's a little bit too much sometimes. And yeah. I think maybe just dial back the the logos a bit. No, again, far less. Uh, far less obtrusive if that was just black. Right. Yeah. You may be wondering, what the heck is this thing up here anyway? It's basically a Wii sensor. <laughs> it's it's a it's a light bar for the gun. Because yeah, for the gun. Light guns, unless you have a very specific type of light gun, <clears throat> okay, one up, um, you uh, can't use it on LCDs. Yeah. Now, you know, hey, this selling something like this makes it good for, you know, legacy... Uh, gun shooters. Per, well, you no, know, I'm saying for people that already have you know previous cabinets before that kind of tech yeah. came out, you know. So you're they're making it so that you're not leaving behind anybody that already had. So I applaud them for that. That's that's fine. Um, it looks like it has a a, a little um, thumbstick on the back. Yep. So for so navigation purposes, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Anyway, how much do you think this costs, Jared? Um. I reckon that it would probably be around 100. It's 100. Hey, I got it right. Now, does that seem like a fair price to you? <laughs> oh, Again, look, it seems a little steep to me. Well, I don't know. I I think that I'm trying to think back to the days when I had a PS2 mm-hmm. um, and I wanted to buy Point Blank and I needed to buy the Namco GunCon. Um, I think it was, well, with a game, I think down here was about 120 Australian. And I think you could buy gun cons for about 50 or 60 Australian dollars. So uh, with the, with the US tax, i.e. the exchange rate added onto that being about 130 Australian, thereabouts, that's nah, probably a bit high. I, if it came with two guns, I could see the price. That two I could guns, yeah. Two guns, mm. yes. But again, I'm coming back around to I'm going to my, you know, Guitar Hero rock mm. band peripheral days where drum kit, microphone, and guitar and the game sold for 120 bucks. Yeah, I think it was about 170 or 180 here. So yeah, you could get the whole rock band for like under 200. Here. So there's some serious markup going on on this mm. item. Um, yeah. I'm going to show you one other picture in just a second, but first we're going to go... The, now, for those of you that uh, didn't purchase the... Uh, that you don't own the Legends Pinball, but instead you just own the Legends Ultimate, well, then they sell pinball buttons, the pinball kit. These oh, slap yeah. onto now, the side of the unit so that you can play pinball that way. Sliding. Yeah, like from what I've seen, they, they have like little fingers and they just slides up. Yeah. So uh, 50 bucks for that. Okay, so that's what uh, about fifteen bucks a button. 
A little bit less. I just, it, it, it I don't know. It, it looks like a 3D printed quickie. Add-on. There's nothing nice design-wise about it. I don't know. It just, oh, and, and I'm going to, here, let me show you, uh, where is the uh, picture that I want to show? That's that one, that's that one, that's that one. Oh my gosh, where the heck is it? There it is. There's everything slapped on. To a cabinet. To a cabinet. So you got your, your light gun here. You got your pinball controller here, which, I mean, I guess maybe they made the thickness so that it goes flush, That which makes sense. Um, yeah. You got your light to... bar up, up here. It's just... Oh, it's, so, it's a light bar. Like It almost looks like it is wireless. So you charge it, and it somehow works with it. Because I don't see any cables or anything coming from it, unless... They've deliberately not done that because they look gross and <laughs> and they'll look horrible. I, I hope it's sort of wireless. I mean, look, you have this USB here, connector. and I think I see, a, I see a USB here. Oh, you know what it is? Why? You might be right. It might be, I think, <laughs> I was going to say, do you hook this in and and have it drop down to, the, to oh, your I plugs? Hope I hope not. Oh, Oh, do yes. you think? So uh, now you're going to have to to make your tape, wire like tape your wire to the side here. Oh please! Look, if somebody has one of these toys <laughs> getting on, please tell us that's not the case because that's not nice. Oh, that's really oh no. What do you want to bet? I'm unfortunately be a lot of money <laughs> because how else is this thing going to talk to the unit other than it's, being Wi-Fi? It's got to be. It's got to be hardwired. I would think it's got to be hardwired. So I think it's going to be drape your cable and. So would the gun? How is the gun going to be cabled? Or is no, gun the gun gonna... would be wireless. And that module would be that its receiver. Yes. Um, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I look. You know, a, a little bit of gaffer tape around the black edges of your cabinet would probably solve that problem. Yeah, sure. Why not? But, um, no. Nah. Mm. <laughs> okay. So right there, you've got, so light gun, hundred bucks, 200 bucks for the controller panel, 600 bucks mm. for your legends pinball. So you're, we're at yeah. 900 bucks right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. For all, for all of this now. And this is where I, I, every time I go to the ad games website, I'm like, why you guys hide this stuff? Go ahead, try and find pricing about what the monthly service fee is for your at games or the arcade net service. Mm. Um, I'll just tell you, it's twenty bucks a month. You can buy it at six month uh, blocks, oh. which will knock it off to half off. So you're still talking one hundred twenty bucks a year, um, which mm. is significantly more than you know the sixty bucks a year you'd pay for, say, the PlayStation network um okay. yeah, right. and the so you're you're paying for that so that you have access to uh leaderboards and tournaments i still i, I can't justify the price you know of that much um but again they seem that they it's really hidden on the website which is like yeah. why are you guys hiding this instead of being clean up front um because all you do a little bit opaque on the website if you like yeah uh, but doesn't it also give you access to games as well like you get games with that too don't you like it's part of your subscription 
You do get games as part of your dis- subscription, but now you start asking yourself, well, is it worth that much? So, for instance, if you're paying that, the announced Zacharia packs, you'll have access to. So mm. you won't have to be paying those. Now, how much are those Zacharia packs going to cost? They're selling well, them at 50 bucks yeah. per volume. There's four volumes, so that's 200 bucks. So in a year and a half of subscription to the arcade net, you could have purchased outright all those Zacharia tables. And play them like on the hardware, locally. Well, apparently you're still going to have to be downloading them to a thumb drive. Um, right. And, th- and yeah, then right. playing them that way. So you're still yeah. not playing them wirelessly, um, which is good. I'm glad they, they did that option. Yeah, because that would not be fun. No. Um, but... And the pricing for the Zacharia, they is up front. They do say that easily. Um, I initially thought that the pricing on that was really high until I looked at Steam and I realized, okay, Steam is saying they're selling their Platinum Bundle, which is everything that Zacharia um, has put out, including, so it's the the original Zacharias, the EMs, the uh, retros, the remakes. Um, The only thing it doesn't include is the deluxe. No deluxe. Um, yeah. Or excuse me, excuse me. The Steam package does include the deluxe, but the ad games does not. Um, Steam selling it for two hundred and fifteen dollars full price. Mm-hmm. It's frequently as it is right now half off. Yep. Um, so, ad games yeah. selling the same thing. They're selling it for two hundred bucks. Uh, they were offering it for a hundred bucks if you bought it for the National Owners Day, but it's yep. now back to full price. Yeah. How often so, are they going to be running the sale? <laughs> I don't know. I don't I either. Hope, I don't think it's going to be as frequent as Steam. No, Although, probably not. That being said, I'm not uh, an At Games product owner, so I'm not privy to their discount cycles. Right. Now, so, the true insult, and again, this doesn't this does not affect those that bought the pinball cab, but it does affect those that are with all the other Legends products. You want those Gottlieb games? Hey, if you own Steam, forty bucks gets you all of them. Mm. I mean, that's a full price. Right? That's full price. That's not even on sale. Forty bucks gets you all of them. Actually, it's thirty-eight dollars. Um, pricing ad games, hundred bucks <laughs> for for all four packs. Well, the they're selling it as a two-pack, um, yeah. fifty bucks per pack. But my point being, that's you know, some that's, that's some bonkers markup. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's ballsy. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> Farsight's going to make their money somehow. <laughs> I tell you, the other thing that bugs me is that they're always talking about, you know, oh, it comes with three hundred licensed games. Oh, it comes with one hundred fifty licensed games. Good luck finding the list of games. Mm. I did a Google search because it's not on their website, as far as I could tell. I had to do a Google search, which brought me to Reddit which had a list of all the titles and you go through the titles and you realize that most of them are Atari 2600, Sega Genesis or Super NES games. These are the, all the ones that are on your subscription. Yes. Um, yeah. But there's a, there's fighting games there too, I'm sure, that you can get access to. But there's none of them are name like of the, like, I just went through the list of 150 that came on their three-quarter scale arcade cabinet that they have with Tetris. Uh, yeah. And literally, it's probably less than 20 that you would go, oh, yeah, I know that game. 
everything else, is, like from the arcade, everything else is home console stuff. Hmm. Um, and again, be upfront about it. List your games, but you're not listing the games. You're just saying it comes with all these licensed titles. And it's like, why are you being, why are you being coy with that? Because we all. I mean, unless <laughs> unless your Google Foo skills are failing you and you can't you can't use the internet <laughs> to find stuff. Like if anyone. Again, on the flip side of this, to be fair, if we're doing it wrong, send us a link to where the pricing is and show us how you got there, yeah. like the steps you found, because we just may be missing it because we're not, you know, we're not customers. We may not be. Sometimes when when you use these sort of ecosystems, you kind of got to understand how they've structured things before you can, yeah, actually interact with the site. So, fair call. If we're doing it wrong, call us out on it. Now, all this is to say, though. We completely recognize that the difference between Arcade 1-Up and At Games at its core is what is your intent with the machine. Mm. The At Games customer is plug-and-play. That's all they're interested in. That's what they no. want it for. You do have people that are wanting to, on the arcade cabinet side, not the pinball side yet, um, are wanting to just toss in their own computer, toss in a Raspberry Pi, use it for the form factor only, and run with yeah. it and go with that. The Legends Pinball, it, to me, it is very much designed for people that have every intent of bringing in all their own pinball. It has nothing to do with what they're offering as software. They're, they could easily just ship the cabinet without any software at all and put the interface boards in there without any ROMs. And probably no one would care. <laughs> and that's probably, a, a, it might sound like a nasty thing to say, but I don't see anybody talking about how much they're enjoying playing the Farsight software on their cabinets. All I see in the Facebook groups are people going, how do I get FX3 to play on this cabinet? Yeah. That's literally all I see. So they could probably do themselves a favor and just get rid of the the, the software. And then if people want that particular software build natively available on their um, their cabinets, then they can go and buy that as an extra cost. Well, but see, I don't. I think the reason why they're putting the software on there, though, is they're making it sound like it's a selling feature because really they're trying to sell subscriptions to ArcadeNet. Again, the cab is a lost leader. It's getting the it's it them getting yeah. their foot in the door and then just trying to get the monthly fee out of you. Mm. It really is, and like. It seems to be very geared around that. And look, if that is the business model, then that's the business model. Yeah. When you when you purchase this product, if that's what they're intending you to do, then you go into that fully understanding that when you purchase a product. But it's like you know, people keep on trying to pit these two against each other, as if as if one is Xbox and one is PlayStation. No, one is Xbox and one is mobile. <laughs> it's it's. I mean, it, it's. Yes, they play games, but it's two completely different audiences uh, when it comes down to it. Yeah. And we're not saying that, we're not suggesting that from the mobile side, that's at games as in like inferior or anything. It's just that different is what we're trying to say here is that it's not really comparable. Like one's literally a cabinet that you can extend to do stuff with that you want to do stuff with. The other one is a standalone product that's designed for one purpose only, and that is to play a specific build of a pinball system 
pinball game with a certain amount of interactivity that has been pre-designed to work with that system. And right. that's it. So, there now that we've got all that out of the way, let's take the survey, Jared. All right, survey time. Time for the survey. Let's bring this up. Here is yep. the first question. That is the desired scale size of the next At Games Legends pinball machine. Do you want so it to be thought. tabletop size with no legs and a main display up to 15 inches? Do you want countertop size with no legs, main display size up to 19 inches? Do you want a three-quarter scale with its own legs and uh, main display size up to 27 inches? Or do you want a deluxe version of the Legends pinball, i.e. the MSRP is hundreds of dollars more? Jared, which one did you select? How did I vote? Yes, I vote? went. I, I voted three-quarter scale. So you would like to see them do a three-quarter scale version, basically, of what currently is the Legends pinball, uh, but just with a form factor size that will match everybody's three-quarter scale arcades that they've been building up. Yeah, I, I ain't got the size for that current cabinet. Okay. Like, that, that's too big for, for my house at the moment. Um, give me a smaller form factor with with all the features, um, and you got me interested. So I <laughs> I was gonna select that, and then I went and I had and I selected the deluxe version. Hmm. Why did you do that? Pinball. Because again, I think this is who they're gearing towards. They're trying to get the. The people that don't want to spend $4,000 on a virtual pinball machine. Um, and I think that, that if they can come in at a much, much lower price point, that is a much better entry for people. Here's the thing, though, that I worry about <laughs> what their deluxe version is. What makes it deluxe? Is it that it comes with that control top panel and it comes with the light gun? Or yeah. is it that they're going to be, you know, making it so that it hooks to a PC so much easier that it has a true DVD yeah. display in it? Um, I think that that is where they are going with it because remember that they are developing. Or they have mentioned on a number of separate occasions that they are developing like an interface board that will allow you to eat more easily integrate your PC with the cabinet. Okay. So you can actually utilize that second screen um, and that sort of thing. So at the moment you have to go and take the back off, get this like interface board from the internet, from like a shop on the internet. And then you plug your second monitor into that. And it's a bit of a hassle, but they are making it so that uh, you can just plug and play in, in a future board revision. And that's that whole open ecosystem thing they were talking about where all the other like vpx developers can come in and use this board interface to integrate haptics and stuff with all their their titles so they're, they're moving towards that direction already so i think if they were going to do that what they'd end up doing is roll all those things in together and that would be the premium offering with probably probably a bigger display or perhaps the entire back glass as a monitor and then a region for the um, um, the display, so you can just like do what you like on the back. Right. I reckon that's what they're going with there. Which is what I'm hoping. That's why I went that way because I was like, yeah, no, go just full hog, embrace that audience that you're you're trying to do uh, go with and have. Um, mm. That being said, go ahead and do a tabletop. Sure, why not? Yeah. Why not? You know, yeah. 
Uh, be, again, Arcade One Up has done that with their. They've got their tabletop Pac Man and you know Dig Dugs mm. and stuff. Sure, there's there's a whole there's room for it. Um, yeah, you know what? Why not everything? <laughs> well, you like, know, I I don't know. What the I'm saying go high, go low. Don't go middle. Yeah, and I think if they middle. went three quarter. That's just going middle. That's going. You know, you're trying to. Uh, you're hoping to steal some thunder from the market that is clearly going one direction. <laughs> mm, yeah. Okay. All right, let's go What's to the next the question. question. Next question. Minimum number of licensed built-in games tables to be an attractive purchase option. Uh, 10 with an option to play, purchase, stream more through Legends Arcade platform, or 12 or 15 or 20 plus or other. Where'd you go? Uh... I I think I just went with twenty plus. I went twenty plus, and and that was prior to me looking at what games they currently have, and then I just went, mm. oh yeah, you're you're giving me crap, so give me more crap. <laughs> yeah, load me up with crap. Uh, 20, 20 plus crap, please. Yeah, yeah. Twenty of junk is junk. If they really wanted to screw you, they'd give you forty. So, yeah. um, <laughs> that's right. Um, that was a modified Dennis Miller joke for those that uh, know that one. Uh, let's move on to the next one for the pinball machines exterior artwork. I want multi multi style artwork, which is basically what they have right now, uh, primarily mm-hmm. based on one authentic IP design. Um, again, they did that with their Tetris cabinet. Doesn't matter as long as it's easy to replace. Uh, basic black with minimal flourishes or other. Uh, yeah, sign me up for basic black. I'm going with basic to... black because they clearly proved to me that they do not know how to do multi-cade style artwork tastefully. <laughs> just, just keep it black and get rid of the Legends Arcade branding off it. Oh like, my god, seriously, put it somewhere. Like, but just like on the side of the cabinet, fine. Just yeah. keep it off the back glass. Yeah, we don't need it up there. Yeah, like, because again, they're not going for. The nostalgia factor with the licenses that they have is not no. going to pique my interest. So no, just nice and simple. You could do a really elegant job of a nice, simple black design. Just blacker. Give me blacker. Make <laughs> uh, black. Next on the survey, in a lower cost three horror scale machine or smaller, is a secondary back glass display a requirement for you to purchase? Jared, your interpretation of that secondary back glass display. Do you think it just meaning a DMD, or are you talking about the full display? Well, it's unclear. So it is the unclear. Question, the question is poorly worded, but I assumed that it was like the full back glass display, mm-hmm. and I went with yes, and it needs to be included. Yes, so for our audio-only listeners, the choices were yes, but it can be optional. Yes, and it need to be included. No, but I would want the option, and no, I don't need the option. Well, if you don't need the option, then you probably bought Wellplayed's arcade cabinet yeah. that doesn't even have a score on the back glass. Um, That's right. For it to be optional, well, I really don't need them to charge me $200 for an accessory of a monitor, um, as we're seeing that they'll do with other options. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. I put you need it to be included. Absolutely. Yep. Put it as part of the bill of materials up front so we don't have to go and add it after the fact. Correct. All right, next one. It is in a lower cost three quarter scale machine or smaller is haptic feedback or the equivalent. I thought that was an interesting in parentheses there. A requirement mm. for you to purchase. 
And once again, it's yes, but it can be optional. Yes, and it need to be included. No, but I would want the option. And no, I don't need the option or other. Uh, well, yes, and it needs to be included. Absolutely, it does. Yep. Otherwise, yeah. and and again, if I if you're talking about the tabletop kind of thing, well, if it's not included, now we're getting into that market where I can just slide in an iPad and play that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. So no, be be different. Be be unique to the marketplace or, or to yeah, the space. That is a selling feature of a product, like having haptics built in that you yeah. just can't get with one of those iPad arcade style things. In a lower cost three quarter scale machine or smaller is a spring loaded plunger a requirement for you to purchase. Yes, I don't like plunger buttons. No, a plunger button is fine or other. Uh yes. Uh, you you need to put one in. Yes, indeed, especially since you're going to have 105 Zacharia tables, and they were all Which designed all with a plunger in mind. Oh, all those have- Gottlieb tables, other than no good gophers, basically, all designed with a plunger in mind. You need the plunger. Yeah, yeah that's right. Did have going nuts in there? Because yeah. that that's just button. Well, oh, that's an auto launch. Actually, yeah, that one's just plain auto. It's not even. Yeah an option at all um so yeah it's it's plunger or nothing the only way that i would accept a button only is if a single tap on the button moved the plunger back a little bit incrementally so that i could just go tap 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 and then a long press and then that does the launch but this business of holding it in and watching the plunger go because the plunger just goes too fast you're never going to get that skill shot ever like i've i've tried using the the button method on zacharia pinball and it's like yeah, and it literally goes like that. There's no way you can get an accurate plunger shot on that. Although, to be fair, on a lot of the Zachary pinballs, there's actually no skill shot on them. Anyhow, you're just launching the ball into play. Um, yeah, but you still can do a soft a soft launch and have it drop in earlier slowly. parts of the table as opposed to going all the way around. You know the 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 loop. Mm, true, true, true. Well, so. actually, on some tables there is actually a, a plunge drop zone. Like you've got like the. So on some of the ones that have like an upper upper sort of ramp that the ball drops through onto the lower play field, it will award you points. So yeah, there is a there is a skill shot element to some of them. So yeah. you need to be able to accurately shoot for that because you know, just like Roger Sharp did, yeah, you, know, you can't you can't break the, <laughs> break the break the lock on gambling with pinball machines if you have a button. Right. Uh, next up for a tabletop sized <laughs> pinball machine with no legs. And main display of up to 15 inches. And the features you indicated you want. How much would you be willing to pay? Uh, I think... I 15 inches and below. So, like, basically a large tablet. Yes. Um, I think that I would be willing... I think I went up to... So, this is, for me, this is with the back glass, with the haptics, with the plunger. Yeah. I went... Up to 200. That is where I landed also. Mm. And I mean, because... Look, I could easily say, oh, I only want to pay 100 bucks, but it's going to be crap. Gonna, you yeah, know, I, got, it, I do understand it, building costs. <laughs> it's be reasonable. Like, there's there's money in those parts. So, yes. mm. um, so no, yeah. I, I That's why I went 200 seemed about reasonable. And that's also... And again, I'm looking at what... Uh, Arcade One Up has done with their tabletop units, um, mm. with like I mean I think their Pac Man is only a ten inch screen 
Um, oh, yeah. That's in that one, and they sell it for 200 So, you know, I'm, I'm going with what market rate market rate is. It seems reasonable. I'm yeah. sure they could work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for a countertop size pinball machine with no legs and a main display size of up to 19 inches and the features you indicated you want, how much would you be willing to pay? Well, we're talking about an extra four inches here, yeah. um, Chris. So I'm really only going to be going up to about 350 for that. I think I went to 300. Did you? I yeah. think that's all I was willing to go to because I don't suspect that the back glass is going to be any larger. Um, they, for the display, I think it would m- literally be just your your main display place. being different, and that's about the extent be, of it. I think you're probably right there. That's fairly. That seems fairly logical because all you'd do is you'd you'd just increase the size of the box to accommodate the larger screen in the bottom half of the playfield, and then your back box probably would be a standard back box for those particular build types. Yeah, so, I mean, you can even even though the back box, you know, for for um, uh, I want to say perspective, that's not the right word. <laughs> for scale for scale, yeah, that yeah. uh, that it's going to maybe get bigger. I still think the monitor that would be inside that back box would stay the exact same. It, it would be a marquee, wouldn't it? Like yeah. I think they 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 surround it in some sort of bezel or marquee. Yeah, and I think you know that would be perfectly reasonable for them to do that. Um, because again, they have to mount the thing inside the cabinet, like inside the back box. So there's going to be some rough edges that they need to cover up anyhow. Like mm-hmm. it won't be a, a slot in sort of thing. So yeah, fair call. Like if they had like marquee or bezel in the back box, they could use that to their advantage and actually cut the cost there. So that's possible, right? And then you know what? If you were able to buy your own pinball legs and attach them to that, you know, those are going to run you about eighty bucks for those, and now you're up to four hundred bucks, which is the same price as. Uh, the the toy shock. Well, yeah, the toy shock. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. For a deluxe version of the Legends Pinball Machine and the features you indicated that you want, how much would you be willing to pay? Up to one thousand dollars. Up to nine fifty. Up to nine hundred. Up to eight fifty. Up to eight hundred. Or just not interested. <laughs> um, be, because it's hard to work out what they're going to put into it. And what's not going to be there? I'd say look up to one thousand dollars, but for that one thousand dollars, it'd better be pretty schmick. I went ahead and went nine hundred. I think you need to stay away from the one thousand mark. Yeah. It's a huge, you must, jump. and 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 especially if you're talking about throwing in shipping. Um, yeah, that's you like need to be work. below. Yeah, you're over that thousand then. Yeah, and and if we're talking about what we were talking about having it be with the deluxe, there's not going to be much more. I mean, yes, the the back glass might have a bigger monitor in it, but mm. I don't think that your main playfield is going to have a bigger monitor per se. I think they're going to be fine with that 32 inch that they already have in there, um, unless Maybe. they really scale up the cab. But they're talking about a deluxe version of the Legends pinball. So I'm saying they're going to use that same cabinet. They're going to use probably all the same hardware, all the same buttons. That main play field is going to be the same monitor. They'll change out the back glass, put in a DMD, move the maybe move the uh, those inputs, make it so that you can mount a computer inside. You know, make it put a door on the back or something like that, so you can mount yeah, the computer right. directly into it. Yep, nine hundred bucks. That's what I'm talking. You're about. Nine hundred, eh? Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, I think if that was what they were going to do then that'd be fine. But 
if they were going to upscale that to more of a traditional um, pinball cabinet size of 42-inch monitor and a larger everything, then well and truly, that would be $1,000. And I think, you know, if if they were going to go down that route, that, that's my idea of premium because mm-hmm. they've, done a, they've done a good job with what they've got for that price point. Mm-hmm. But that's what, it, what we're talking about, 600 right? Yeah. Um, if you sort of like get up to nearly double that, then there's a bigger cabinet, I think, would be something that people would really go nuts for. Um, and a, like a larger monitor in there, that would be a lot of people just be, they couldn't throw money at the screen hard enough for that product, I don't think. Yeah, but again, you're so, talking, there's, it's that, there's a certain break in price points where mm. it's hard to justify the money after a while. You know what I mean? Well, when you look at a full price digital pinball machine for over $4,000. Yeah, but what I'm talking about is none of these people yeah. are in the market for it. They want one, but nobody's in the market for it. Oh, I don't know. I, I think that people would go... For, if, they, if they could knock out a 42-inch monster version of the Arcade Legends for around 1000 and even if that meant they had to sacrifice some of the things I wanted on my wish list, people would be lining up for that. They would want it hard if they could get their hands on one for that. Because that would mean that their mates, when they go over to their place and look at their swanky $4,000 digital pinball machine, they can go, yeah, I got that for a quarter of the price through through Act Games. Like, well, here's the other thing. You're still going to have to pay for your own computer. That computer with the graphics card, the necessary to run this, you're still going to be at about 6 hundred bucks for that computer Mm. so that's going to be an add-on price to that now if you're at a thousand bucks for their cab and their choice of monitors and you throw in that 600 there's a lot of people that do diy with a 42 inch or 40 inch monitor for two two grand so that's what i'm saying you start getting into that range where well now you can just do it because you're already in that tinkering mode so if you want to get the largest audience for this kind of thing, you're going to have to come in significantly lower than what is available already for better. Because otherwise you're going to start getting into direct comparisons where people are sitting there going to be, you know, <laughs> they're going to be you know, going, hey, look at my uh, uh, VP cabs unit compared to this. And... You know the the legends is going to look like an utter. It's going to look like toy shock, you know, in comparison. So yeah, there is that. You know, if the if the car market, you know what I mean, and mm. you can't. You got to realize who your audience is, not who your audience wants to be, but who your audience actually is, and there is luxury within that audience before bumping into a whole other category. You know, so that it's the people that will trick out their Honda because they can't afford a BMW, mm. and they're coming, they're buttoned up right against the price of an entry level Beamer, but they're not, you know, there. And 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 I don't know. That's just that's just where my head is thinking. It's it's going to be really interesting to see what they do with this data, um, and where people sat on it. Yeah. Like it'd be interesting if you've done the survey as well and you're listening to this. Where do you sit on mm-hmm. the scale? Like, you know, what do you think? feels right in this current market with those questions. Like for me, like if I'm reading between the lines, we're going to see a three quarter size pinball machine 
this year from at games like that line of questioning that they're going for in the survey yes they're they're seriously eyeballing the three-quarter oh, scale mark. absolutely yep all right let's so, go to the final question okay what is the final question what would your desired use cases be for this type of product to mostly play the built-in pinball games to play multiplayer pinball with other legends arcade family devices to play arcade and other non-pinball games on the vertical screen, to play games from other devices, PC, Raspberry Pi, etc., to have an easily transportable pinball option, I don't know yet, and other. Uh, so I really couldn't care less about the built-in pinball games on them. I, I think we've covered that pretty extensively. Yep. So certainly not that question. Um, to play multiplayer pinball with other Legends arcade family devices, no, because streaming. Yep. Um, uh, to play arcade and other non-pinball games on the vertical screen, mm, nice feature. Not the primary reason because I'd want to play games from other devices on this product, and that's all I want to do with it. Right. It would be it would be a cabinet for my other things that I've got. That's it. That's the purpose of this product. For okay. Me. What's uh, your, what's your- <laughs> honestly, I put to have an easily transportable pinball option. Um, because no, again, so you're saying, you're saying that you would move around Legend Spinball in the current form factor. So I just, I'm going to take this with me. Otherwise, uh, well, it's not that it's, it's not that it's taken with me under my arm, but I don't like any of these answers, to be honest. Um, mm, really strong enough. Be, See, I think my, my, my answer for wanting a virtual pinball cabinet by app games would be basically to be playing, uh, let's be truthful, you're going to be sitting there going to uh, visual pinball and downloading those things. And so I want it to be the easiest functional way of playing those. Um, I don't care about the built-in pinball games they're offering. I don't, you know, because I don't think they're the best built designs out there. I mean, I'm not discounting Zacharia. I think they've done a a bang-up job. But in terms of... Mm -hmm. If I wanted to play uh, Gottlieb's, I'm pretty sure that there's better builds in Visual Pinball than what Farsight did. Uh, yeah. And we- then I want to play all my Bally Williams. I'm going to be going Visual Pinball on that. Um, that's what I. Is, that's the, know, the answer that I really want. You know, the thing is that you, you can't play any Visual Pinball tables except the ones sanctioned by At Games through their services. So you are going to be basically playing games from other devices on your computer in that case. Like, which And which is where it becomes, I don't care about their services. Um, yeah. That's not, that's not a factor to me because... You're just plugging your PC. So, uh-huh. so when you say transportable, is your interpretation of transportable as in a flexible solution? Not a physically, I can move it from one place to another place. Pretty much. See, um, I've interpreted that question because I mean, it's, I, 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 did, I was thinking in my head, you know, again, hey, if I want a if I want a large machine that has a thousand pinball games on it, well, it's much more easily transportable in one box than it is to have, you know, a thousand physical machines that you're trying to transport. But oh, yeah, <laughs> that's true. I mean, I like, probably should have selected yeah. other, and I didn't really I, think about that. Yeah, but. I, I I interpreted transportable to mean like if they're angling more towards the three quarter pinball size or the tabletop market, 
Honestly, then, I think it's more the tabletop market would that be what that I, is. That's what that question seems to cover, although it's broad in the way they've asked it. They didn't really design the survey super well. Uh, I guess it's easy to say. Creating surveys that are good takes a lot of skill. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to get them right. So the thing we shouldn't be focusing on is the construction of the survey. And the thing we should be focusing on here is the fact that they are asking their customers these questions openly so that they can actually feed back to them what they want as consumers for the future of the product. And that should be commended. That's really good to see. Which, again, circles back to <laughs> when you've got these kind of pre-orders coming in and how excited people are for this, it allows you the opportunity to stretch and go beyond and try and yeah. hit all your customer bases and give them all these options. And that is a very, a very good thing. A very good thing. So kudos to At Games for going down this path and doing this because it's a really good thing to, to see them thinking about this and getting good, accurate customer data back that allows them to make a, a good logical decision about the future of the product lines. Good on them for that. So like I said at the start, yeah, we're going to be critical, but we're trying to be constructive, critical. Yeah. Um, hopefully this episode has come across like that I think we managed to do it I guess the YouTube comments will tell us if we have <laughs> well I'm, I'm sure that we'll get our thumbs down like within five yeah, seconds of it premiering anyway because you know, how yeah, dare yeah. us mention at games in our uh, in our show <laughs> yeah whatever <laughs> it's just like well, you guys are no 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 you guys are the, the, the zen hack boys so you're, how dare you talk about at games <laughs> whatever <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Whatever. Please, please welcome your thumbs down anytime. Bring it on. Well, no, I don't want them to bring it on because that does affect our, uh, you know, our YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't like that necessarily. You know, I, I understand well, if you give us a thumbs down, down for a reason. You know, feel free yeah. to comment, but if you just throw us a thumbs down and walk away, that's that's just a cheap shot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway. That's our show for today, folks. Do That's hope that you enjoyed it. Thank you for sitting through all of this and uh, walking through this journey with us. Um, please go ahead and sign up for this channel. Go ahead and hit us up on Twitter and follow us there so that you can uh, see all the uh, info that we collect throughout the weeks while we're on our downtime. Um, yeah. And... Like we said, new schedule. We're going to be basically doing every other week. Um, we will be touching upon the pinball show and what they talk about this upcoming week when they their show airs. But our show will be the following weekend. Um, That's right. So we'll give you all time to digest it yourself before we bombard you with our opinions. It'll probably also help us be able to you know kind of see what the take the temperature of the community and what this said and what they're thinking mm -hmm. of. You know, we can help you guys out with your uh, with your feelings yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> we'll see how that goes <laughs> but until then we never know what our next show is gonna be because you know we never know what the news is gonna be but there's one thing that we can guarantee our show will be about stuff and things not stuffing things stuff and things Just stuffing things yeah <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
All right, folks. Until next time. Bye-bye. See you later.